Hi, my name's Sean Shaler. That's my friend Chris Ford, and I can't allow him to speak. I got to keep him on mute till right before we're ready to start talking. And I forgot to adjust his volume. So, Chris, don't yell really loud, just in case, okay? Oh, okay. Oh, no, that was pretty yeah. good. That actually was okay. Oh, yeah, good. All right. Hey, Chris, um, how you doing, buddy? I am doing decent. Doing good. Okay, I'll take decent. I mean, yeah. that's my that's that's my regular setting and my default mode. So. Decent. Uh, I don't. I don't know a lot of people. You know, it's decent. Yeah. Well, and decent. I feel like a lot of people would would be happy with decent, right? So I was like, okay, yeah. I'll take my decent and be both grateful and aware. There's like a weird balance in there where you can't be bragging about your decents because that's also rude. You know. Yeah. You know, uh, Craig at at Payless. Uh-huh. Uh One time I asked him just how he's doing. Fish, he's like Fisher, right? Uh, no, actually, I don't. Know, I don't know who Craig Fisher is. That's uh, Craig Campbell. Um, Maybe I don't know. He, Anyway, Craig Campbell was a manager. Oh, I know. Yeah, he was super interested yeah. in space and math. Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, absolutely. Gosh, actually, uh, one time I was like, "Hey, Craig, how you doing?" He's like, "You know what? Better than I deserve." I was like, "Huh, that's that's good." No, Chris, that's unbelievable. A drunk person said me said that to me and my wife in Cabo when we were in Cabo the last time. <laughs> well, <laughs> so if Craig said it and a drunk person said it. it I mean, yeah. two for two. Well, then, then I followed up with Craig about it, and he was like, and he got more religious about it and stuff. It was like, you know, got some good in me, you know. I was like, I get you, Craig. I, I, I get the sentiment. But drunk guy, now, nah, okay, I don't know what. Uh, I mean, hey, maybe, I don't know. If he's having a, a, a great time that, that feasibly is a, a pure luxury, then sure, it's a valid answer. I'll take it. Probably less philosophical than Craig's. Yeah, you know, comes from a different place. <laughs> yeah. uh, we, we've been on a roller coaster. We've been talking about Scooby Doo guests. Chris has been rapping to the holes, the the holes <laughs> from the movie. It's been a it's been a ride. And also, at yeah. some point, my voice is going to stop working because I've been talking for like two straight hours, and so it's just going to stop. And Chris, you just snap your fingers when you want me to move the slides, okay? Oh, Wait, right. no, Sounds you can good. talk fine. I don't know why you got to snap your fingers. Never mind. You can just tell me all out. <laughs> I don't know why you can't talk all of a sudden. Um, oh, something something I should talk about. Um, Nickelodeon All Star Brawl. I bought it, Sean. I was very, I'm very, I was very excited, weirdly excited. And then it's weird though because I wasn't like always excited for it. It's like a week ago. I was like, oh yeah, this game comes out. I'm excited for it now. And, the closer uh, it got, I, we got more Avatar. Like we knew Aang and Korra, and then recently Top was a recent. Like they, yes. they built it up for us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which one of these days we still didn't do our video that we're planning on doing like if we made our own Smash well yeah if we made our own Smash Bros Avatar game because that still needs to happen um, now it definitely so, needs to yeah I feel like you know I, I'm gonna do a quick little mini review give a tiny one it. and then we'll play it together yeah. and and do exactly, a, a yeah. full um, so it's it's a it's a copy of a Super Smash Bros franchise which has been around since. Out of my thirty-three, eight or seven. Give me, give, okay. give me eight. I'll say eight. Wow, jeez. No, it can't be that long, Sean. It was a Nintendo sixty-four, so it had to be between no. nineteen ninety-five and two thousand two, give or take. I would say it came out check. in. Wait, let me guess first. Yeah, you born, guess wait, wait, wait. I was born in eighty-eight. Um, I was probably twelve playing it. So I'm gonna go with 2000. Yeah, 2000. <clears throat> 1990, 
Dang it. Okay. I want that. See, so no, you 2000 was your first guess. I'll accept yeah. that. That's okay. fine. <laughs> Everybody loses. Uh, anyway, so I started off all the way from there, went on to Brawl on the GameCube. And the game has pretty much been the same since Brawl, honestly. I mean, it gets better, but like, you know, it hasn't. Just bigger more than anything. Yeah. Bigger, more, more. Uh, and Brawl came out in like, what, 2006? Maybe. Um, it was no. It was 2005. Maybe, maybe no. It was the, when did the game come out? No, Brawl is is we. No, Brawl is GameCube. Melee is GameCube. I'm sorry, you're right, Sean. My bad. Melee is so GameCube. Melee was probably 04. Is my guess? Do you want, do you want to do okay, it? I think so. Yeah. Let's just do the whole series. You just start throwing out. <laughs> no, you, you keep talking. I'll find the series. All right, um, Melee. Things haven't really changed, I think, that much since Melee. <laughs> just, you know, they just added on a couple of new things. Uh, to me, it was kind of a huge leap between the original one and Melee. But uh, since then, things haven't dramatically changed that much from Melee. I mean, they're a little better. You know, graphics are a little better here. The flow's a little better. Things like that. Spe- they've added special moves. But anyway, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl is the latest attempt by another company to do their own brawl game and and then i love super smash bros the, fr- the franchise it's like my probably my top three video games of all time i think you know you've talked before about liking it but i don't know if you've ever really shared with people that like no pretty pretty good i feel like i'm i'm it's not I'm probably not out. that i'm probably not that good <laughs> i'm comfortable <laughs> saying We've we've played enough and we've played with enough other people who are at least competent that I'm willing to say pretty pretty good. I'm willing to give you that comfortably with potential. Oh, okay. Pretty good with potential. <laughs> like I would never go to a tournament because like I'm not good at like people like to I watch tournaments and people like to fight off the ramp. And I'm like, no, I'm too scared. To no, do, I ain't messing with that. that. That's, like, I'm ground bound. <laughs> yeah. Like you're supposed to stay away from the side. <laughs> I'm not trying to do all that. Y'all are crazy. Why are you fighting to get <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Just, you guys, you guys know the rules of this game. You're supposed to be like, go to the metal. Anyway, quick, quick um, reference. Just, just for clarification, is uh, 99 for the original melee and 01, which is a little earlier than I expected. Wow. Uh, it was, so it was very Wait, early. Those in are, GameCube. are two years apart. It could have been a, like a long two, but yeah, yeah, um, still crazy. It, it was very early in GameCube. Brawl was 08, which was like a year and a half into the Wii. It wasn't super long into the Wii. Mm. Maybe even a year. Uh, 3DS and Wii Wii U U. was 2014. And then Switch in 18. Wait, they made one for the Wii U? The one on the Switch essentially is the one on the Wii U. It is... Okay, I didn't think they made... Chris, you literally played it in my house with me and Roberto and like six other people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought... Uh, it it really is the same game, and not even like a me making fun of them way. Like Nintendo just saying, "No, we're this is an underappreciated yeah. game because nobody had a Wii U. We're gonna pluck it out, yeah. put it over yeah. here, and stuff more characters into it." And and they did, and that's fine. <laughs> it works. It's great. If you like Smash Brothers, and you have Smash Bros on the Switch, you could almost like not play any other games, and it yeah. wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's massive. Um. But no, I, you know, and so that's 20 something years of, of playing Smash Bros, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm a little little picky when it comes to, to Smash Bros. 
So when Nickelodeon makes theirs, and I tried it out, and uh, my initial, my initial like first couple times playing through, just a couple different fights, I left disappointed because I was like, this doesn't, this just doesn't feel like Smash Bros. Like in my head, like I didn't even read any reviews or anything. I was just like, all right, it's not that hard to to mess with Smash Bros. Like it's a very simple concept, <laughs> um, and and I just figured there's just downloadable characters for them. And for the most part, it is, but there's just something missing from it. Um, and I think it's a really missed opportunity. Um, but I think you just got to find maybe find the right character to play with. Maybe that's the issue. Because I played with Toph after my initial... Uh, so I played with Korra first. I did Korra versus Aang, of course. And uh, I barely beat Aang. And it was like on medium level. And I barely beat... Because... For some reason, I, I think the now the facts think, are have been have been made. You know, it's yeah. it's real now. Um, and I played with Aang, and for some reason, they just didn't feel right. Playing with Toph was a lot of fun, though. Toph is will probably be my main my main play because she was just a lot of fun to play with. Uh, but my biggest complaint is the up button configuration on it. In Smash Bros, you just press up on the control stick because you it's a two dimensional space. So pressing up will just take you up. It doesn't, that's all it needs to do. You don't need up to do anything else. You might as well use it to jump. And, uh, but in, in the Nick game, to jump is Etz on the, on the Switch. And that's annoying. Like, it just, just so much muscle memory. And we've talked about this, Sean. Just tied into that, that it just doesn't feel right. Think of something else that you've done for 20, <laughs> you know, 21 years. And that you're trying to undo yeah. that. It, it would be like it would be like, hey, you're driving a car, right? Instead of your right foot putting on the gas, what you're gonna do to do the gas is your left hand is going to press just a just a button that accelerates. That's how it would be. I think I will have an easier time adapting, but only because I am worse at Smash Bros. Like, there's less memory to break through. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I probably will have an easier time. And then also, when I play Smash Bros, I actually do kind of use the... the oh, you is, do. Is it That's X on weird. the... I think it's like the, the C on one. the GameCube. On the GameCube. Well, and I didn't I didn't get GameCube as much in its time, yeah. uh, so I would be more... Oh, no, it's not C. Never mind. Um, I get. I don't even remember what two those buttons are on the GameCube controller. Uh, the two gray. Top I think they can jump. Yeah, I think uh, they can. But it can You can use one to jump, and I kind of do. Um, not consistently, which is probably why I'm not good. It's like I can't even tell you. How, how, Sean, what button jumps? I don't know. <laughs> I'll love um, them. Also, I just feel like it's a missed opportunity because there, there's no like master hand type-esque villain. Oh. I would have liked a story mode just to see these characters interact with each other. Like, even though story mode in Smash Bros... It could have been Bros. like a giant slime monster or something, you know? Like, oh my gosh. Just just that. Just, just a that. nameless it, it, it could have been. It could have been freaking Keenan Thomas <laughs> Thompson just just being the, the, the villain. You know, he's such a Nickelodeon legend. Could have been... Yeah, any, what's, right, what's the most iconic... Nickelodeon thing, but I think it has to be innocuous to have the master hand vibe, which is why the slime comes to mind. But it, like, what's yeah, what's yeah. other like very uh, iconic Nickelodeon? I mean, there's a blimp, uh, Mark the, Summers, or Summers. It's, it's Mark Summers, <laughs> but it's Mark just 
he's actually like digitized, but like an actual digitized image, just Mark, actual Mark Summers <laughs> fighting cartoon villain. Yeah. A, vi- um, it's a giant Viacom. I kind of like the blimp idea that has some hand potential to it. Yeah. But, but th- that's, just, that seems I, like I just nice. would have liked. They could have just, it's such a missed opportunity. And I get that they probably don't have the money behind it. It's like a Lodian freaking, I don't know what, they went through some weird uh, company I've never heard of before. The fact that it's not THQ is a sigh of relief because that's, I think THQ is dead now. I don't even know who has them. Mm -hmm. When you hear Nickelodeon, my first thought is like, that's a shitty PS2 game made by THQ. (laughs) Hands down. But it would have been so cool to have a story mode of just like all these characters coming together. That would have been cool. I think a better boss fight on arcade mode would have been cool um i really think what it would would make it better is if you had some voice acting in it because right because you just when you're when you're playing characters don't say anything they do when they get introduced there's this little dialogue bots like toff would be like i'm toff and i'm the greatest earthbender ever like you see the dialogue bots but it would have been so much cooler just to hear her say that just hear jesse flower Say it. So it would have been just really great. Just call her up, be like, record this on your iPhone, send yeah. it over. Well, not even that. Just take snippets from the show just, the, the, you, that you have access to. That's fair. Why? You probably can comfortably <laughs> take uh, those shows <laughs> that you have the rights to, I'm yeah. sure. I would have also liked to have some special moves. And, uh, like, it's, they made a worse Smash Bros than the Smash Bros that was made more than 20 years ago. And I'm like, man, you could have done, could have done so much more. That's There's probably a... a little harsh, but what about worse Smash Bros than a? Oh, sh- wait, did we say 2001? Holy yeah. crap, it's 2021. <laughs> okay, I take it back. Go ahead. That's what I'm saying. Uh, we were talking about 2009 Scooby Doo earlier. 19, sorry, 2019 Scooby Doo earlier, and that's my now in my head. It's 2019 again. Yeah, but you know, I'm gonna give it some more time. I think it could be fun. Top, playing with Top was a lot of fun, so I think you'll find maybe some fun characters to play with along the way, and uh, and of course it could be a lot of funner just playing with other people because that's that's that was just the joys of Smash Bros. Growing up, right? Like I man, I remember when that first one came out. I was at my friend's house, just going crazy. Like it was just the best of times. I think the original was probably one of the reasons that I kind of retained any interest in video games because we didn't really have anything. But then one of my friends like rented an N64, which first of all blew my mind. Oh my god! Like, you could that... rent an N64, and he rented Smash Bros. <laughs> um, and it was probably like 2000, maybe even 2001. Like it might have been close to GameCube time. But we we're playing the N64 version. I was like, all four of us. When you, to you at that time, you got like a two liter of Dr Pepper sitting in your own lap, and it's your two liter, and you're playing Smash Bros. <laughs> Like, 3D Doritos. 3D Doritos. This is the height <laughs> of luxury. And that that is that time of your life. So uh, yeah, definitely a big role. As bad as I am at it, 100% nostalgia for it. It's on the shelf, right? It's probably like right over here, ish, give or take, in mm, that ballpark. Yeah. But uh, was, Chris, would you be surprised if I told you that most reviews were like I'm like middling to good? So far, uh, no, I would no, I'm not surprised at that because it's cause... like not scathingly bad, not great. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just disappointed more than anything. Like to me, it's such a missed opportunity that I hope, and I think it'll be fairly successful. I mean, I think it's gotten a little bit of hype, especially with Avatar being on it so much. People, I think that's Avatar kind of been gotta rescue forced. everything, gotta restore yeah. balance <laughs> to the video game universe. Uh, so hopefully this leads to you know, I, I would never wish the that this. Performs 
terribly because I think you can only do better from here, learn from your mistakes, um, and uh, go from there. So the next one that comes out in, I don't know, whatever the next consoles come out will probably be better. Even That when, probably won't be for like another five years or so. Even when uh, stuff is bad, I don't wish that it fails miserably. I just want it to be forgotten and for no one to pay any attention to it. That's my strategy. But um, I will get it, or honestly, more likely, I'll wait for it to like be slightly on sale during or after Christmas, and I'll go to Chris's house at some point in between now and then, and we'll play it and review it. And yeah. I'm sure... I, I got it for $40 off the Switch online store. The dirty digital version? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Monster. <laughs> Chris, if you buy... Breaking- if you buy digital versions, how can you have a room full of crap that you don't need? <laughs> what do you I got that. What do you do with all your space? <laughs> don't worry, I got that covered in, in other oh, crap, yeah. areas. We do have an accumulation of crap. Chris <laughs> What else you been up to this week? We've been talking like twenty minutes. <laughs> oh this, crap. This I mean, is important. It was it was, per- it was pertinent to Avatar, at least. It, it was perfect. Oh. It is. It's a perfect tie in of all of our interests. Uh, I don't know. That's that's uh, it's enough for now, I guess. Perfect. I'm going to try not to talk a whole lot because I can already feel my voice cracking. So, Chris, I'm gonna let okay. you just you just knock this episode out, and I'll nod my head <laughs> in agreement. All right. The episode we're reviewing today is the original Airbenders, and it's a pretty once. It's like just an A plot. There is no real B plot in there. It's just Tenzin. Has the uh, Anomads in training, and he's training them, and he's doing a fairly terrible job to a certain extent. I think it's so. Let me preface this by saying that I am so like my feelings about this episode went up and down throughout the episode, like so much. It's it's weird. Like I went in knowing like all right, I gotta watch the episode. For some reason, I went in begrudgingly, just like ah, uh, this isn't like one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> So, so we'll, we'll get in deeper into that. Anyway, Tizen's training the new airbenders, and he's having some trouble. They don't really respond to him. He's kind of boring. He's over here teaching stories about the guru who fasted for, like, so, so, so many days, which is probably actually really interesting. <laughs> but uh, but they don't find it that interesting, which I, I, I get it. And Boomy is, is <laughs> like, one of Tizen's worst students. And... Uh, and, and Tenzin's having trouble. So Tenzin calls Korra, and Korra like, gives him some pretty good advice. Just like, hey, just, you know, help have Boomy help you out and stuff. And one thing I love that <laughs> after after she gives him some advice, Tenzin's like, you know what? You're turning out to be a pretty wise avatar. And, and then she says, like, what she say? She says, uh, uh, conflict resolution. Yeah, or, yeah, that's what it is. Something like that. Like, it's part of it's, it's what I do. And that's something that Aang, I'm pretty sure Aang said that in the Great Divide episode. What As a, What a calling card between episodes Sean doesn't like. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, and Tenzin takes that advice in the wrong way. <laughs> he asks Boomy for advice. And Boomy says, like, you got a whip in a shape like boot camp. And Tenzin goes, like, way way overboard and uh 
And he, he pretty much treats them all like boot camp. Like he's he's yelling at them. He's hard on them. And then, you know, they're like, this is just as bad as with the Earth Queen, which, you know, I wouldn't agree with that because you, know, you guys are like locked up, <laughs> like enslaved. One of those people had <laughs> good intentions and one maybe not so much. Yeah. Um, and, um, <laughs> and one of my favorite parts in this is that Boomy. Boomy's like he's on he's on the obstacle course and then he falls and he's like I'm over this Tenzin like I don't want to be an Airbender and I'm and I'm too old to be doing boot camp again like I'm out of here which is he's lying <laughs> like it's it's one of those lies you tell yourself because because you're you're unsure of yourself because you have some insecurities like. That that statement, he said he never wanted to be an airbender. I'm 100% positive that's a lie he's telling himself right now because that's probably all he wanted to do was like, oh, be like dad. like And dad's favorite son? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, like, and we all know that this completely informs character of of Boomy that he grew up as as the as the non bender of the group, like between the Avatar, and, and he's also the last Airbender, and Katara, who's one of the greatest waterbenders in the world, and your Boomy, who has no bending skill at all, like of course you want to be an air <clears throat> an Airbender, and uh, and so I really like that aspect of it because I think it really dives into the character of, of Boomy. It's um, it's way deeper than anything I thought about. I was just like. Come on, Boomy, and then I moved on. <laughs> but no, you're totally right, and I love it, and that's why we love Boomy, and it always leads you to ask us questions of like, all right, is that why Boomy is the way that Boomy is? Yeah, maybe, probably. <laughs> then, and then, uh, <laughs> and then, <laughs> sorry, I'm laughing because I'm just doing my own up. Then. Tenzin's like, oh, I'm, I'm tired of this. Janora leads him through practices. And then she's like, oh, does that mean I'm a teacher? And he's like, yeah. And then she's like, oh, does that mean I'm a master? Yeah, sure, whatever. Just leads him. And she's like, oh, okay, so I'm a master. So can I get my tattoos? It's like, what? What? Why would you even think about this? Well, I was talking to Kai. Kai. And then <laughs> they show like Kai just like just trying to hide his face. Like, what would Kai know about tattoos? You're just a little girl. Um, so I, and then she tells him off, which I, I like. She's like, I know all of our techniques. I know everything about our culture. I, I'm more in tune with spirits than you are. Like, yeah, tell him, Janora. Like, you, you are, you should be an Airbnb master. Um, it's funny because, like, if you think about the most skilled airbenders, Janora is probably a top three, and not in terms of like strength and power. Because I would give it's, that. To... It's not combat catered, but that doesn't mean like like pure skill. Like we got to separate those. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I'm sure she's still great at combat, but that's not where she shines at. Um, like I probably in combat wise, I wouldn't put her above Tenzin or. Or Zaheer or Aang, 
Um, but just talking about just skill and just being, just living up to that air culture um, life and and things like that. I will put Janora probably in the top three. <laughs> She's a top three air acolyte. <laughs> yeah. Well, air acolyte will be our our members of the air nation who aren't oh, air okay, okay. benders. Just you know, just just in case anyone wants to correct you there. Um, save, those, had that... save those YouTube comments. I got Chris yeah. right here. <laughs> I watched a video recently. It was this random like gaming sketch thing on Facebook, and uh, and they do this competition where they do a trivia. This person does trivia against a person who has a computer with them to look up the stuff. And this girl did that for trivia. She did fairly good, right? Like questions were like name the four real life martial arts styles that the that the show based off on. You'll she hate me pretty. and you'll probably make me leave, but there's no way I would be able to answer that. <laughs> I would not. I would uh, I'd, I'd have to be like, I have a podcast. Let me reference <laughs> episode two and yeah. see what Chris says. Uh well it's it's Bagua for airbending, uh Northern Shaolin for firebending, Tai Chi for waterbending and Hungar uh, tiger crane for earth bending, and then I would have been I would follow it up with that. Well, also you can include praying matches style because that's the style that Toph uses. That's specific for her. Um, so it's like questions like that. And then one of the questions was, which I call complete BS on. It's like, what fusion type of bending can only be done have only been shown in the show? And then she was like, and the thing is, I knew the answer that they were wanting, but also I know like this is a dumb question. Fusion bending isn't a thing. Like, so they're, the, the answer is lava bending. And I knew that was the answer they're looking for, but that's not, and then they go on to explain that you're like, yes, lava bending is a, is a fusion bending of two elements and only people who have parents of both things can do that. And I was like, whoa, wait, that's not that true right. like that's <laughs> that's not how bending works lava is just really hot earth heated are they just saying cooling. that because of the like what's their it, is it, is it they showed a picture of bolin. is that it they showed a picture of bolin the thing is it's it's a at best it's a fan theory but there's way more support I don't feel like don't it's fusion have... at all. I feel like no, control... it's definitely not fusion. It's no. just earth bending. Yeah, I've I've never even heard the term fusion That's bending weird, before. I yeah. watched that video. Yeah. It I was it almost made me mad. Like no, don't don't try to have a competition. Uh... Chris, hit those three <laughs> dots, and when Facebook asks you like, uh, why am I seeing this ad? <laughs> <laughs> don't you like Avatar? Yeah, that's why I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> no respect. But yeah, like that. Yes, that's not. That's Sorry, not you had to every, go through every, that. Yeah. <laughs> like I wish I, I wish like people just give me a chance. I, I, I can, I would have been like, um, I know the answer you're looking for, but you're not asking the right question. You know, you're in, asking the wrong question. You know, in Mighty Ducks too, when Portman is, uh, he gets kicked out of the game within like ten seconds or whatever, and says so back in the room like breaking shit. Yeah, and then. Julie, the cat goes back there. He's yeah. like, "Hey, that's like me. If I walk in on you, you're taking one of these quizzes. You're just wrecking bookshelves full of pops and stuff." Hey, yeah. <laughs> sorry, I just watching this quiz on Facebook. I got a little hype. 
I think the comment section was like full of people being like, every question was right except for that one. And then even I commented on it. I was like, this the thing is, I think stop. this anyway. Stop. Um, <laughs> what else happens in the story? Okay. Janora then runs off with Kai to go like look at some bison. And then they get caught by bison rustlers, which one of them <laughs> has like freaking uh, bison fur. It must be a baby bison. And like bison are like a very, very much endangered species. <laughs> like, jeez. And then he goes on to say like, oh yeah, these bisons are going to fetch a hefty price. Like people like the Earth Queen, she loves the stuff. I heard she ate her dad's bear. <laughs> like holy crap what the heck earth queen that doesn't like, even come... sound good that's not a delicacy that's gross yeah I mean I, I don't know he Bears was probably don't... tough he was probably very tough they seem they, they would seem like they would be tough I don't know. yeah especially the older they get <laughs> I don't know I'm not a bear meat expert no I'm yeah, I'm not <laughs> I've been hunting squirrels lately <laughs> not really hunting them I'm just trying to get them away from my deck because my tree grows this weird fruit. It's a I think it's called a. It's like a it's like a green fruit, but it's a ball. Hedge apple. They grow. No. They're kind of lumpy. They look like green circular brains. Yeah. And they're okay. hard. That's called a hedge apple. Yes. Okay. Uh huh. And if you hit them with a baseball bat, they kind of explode. And there's some oh, liquidy-ish cool. substance. It's kind of fun. Yeah. A time or two. Don't hmm. use a bat that you like. But the squirrels like to even put it on my deck, and they'll eat it like on my deck. <laughs> but usually, I don't mind because I'm like whatever. But they leave their residue around, yeah. and then the flies, because it's 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 fresh, fairly good fruit. The flies come in, the flies eat it, and there flies around. So I'm just scaring the squirrels away with with a slingshot. <laughs> we, oh. <laughs> and then you're eating them. Yeah, we have chipmunks, and they might be pests. I don't know for sure. I don't care. I love them. I want more of them. They're just—they're like this big, and they just got the little black stripe, and they just run all over, and they look exactly like Chip and Dale are animated. It's funny. It's perfect. It's some perfect animation. That's exactly how they run. They're hyper. They're great. You want Chip and Dale? I wouldn't want Alvin and the chipmunks. No, but I'm they're more real. With, no, I'm gonna stick yeah. with Chip and Dale. I think I, I think I, you're good there because Chip and Dale they look like chipmunks. That's yeah. why Alvin chipmunks don't. They look like humanoid chipmunks. Yeah, no, Chip like Chip and Dale when they run and stuff, and it's animated yeah. when they scurry. It's, it's perfect. And now I've got okay. a new appreciation for chipmunks. Good NES game, also Chip and Dale. The thing is, and I would I would hit the squirrels with those green balls, <laughs> and like <laughs> I've hit two of them. And then, I don't know, just, I, th- I think they're starting to get the hint a little bit. Just, <laughs> like, hey, don't come around these parts. Tell your friends about me. The thing is, like, they have a nest at, at my neighbor's yard. And then, like, there's a, a phone line that connects to, like, this other nest I have in my other neighbor's yard. And they go across the phone line all the time. But, yeah, not important. I'd say- uh <laughs> I enjoyed it for whatever that's worth. <laughs> so Janora and Kai gets kidnapped. Kai breaks out because he's really good at picking locks, even with like toothpicks. Like this guy's good. 
Uh, <laughs> McIver. Hey, I've been Ooh. holding that one in for a while. Nice. Uh, and, and poor Janora. Janora's like, save them first. Like, I, I don't prescribe to that thought because if, if he gets you out, then you can help get them out also. Twice as fast. Yeah, twice as fast. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, <laughs> like, I get you got good intentions here, but just think it through. Yeah, but the bison like, are not going to pick another. <laughs> what do you yeah. want them to do? <laughs> They'd just be sitting there looking at you. Just waiting, like, wow. All right. Kai, just keep going. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but like, like that. I always think about, you know, if you're in a plane, right? And they tell you like, if there's turbulence and the air mass come down, like, put it over yourself first, then help someone else out because you might pass out. And they're like, yeah. Like, well, what about my babies? Well, can you help the baby when you're dead? <laughs> yeah. Or pass out? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of have that reaction internally every time. Like, why? And then I got to... Oh, wait. I get it. Oh, I get it. <laughs> That's already three John Mulaney drops this episode for keeping a tally. That's a lot. I know. Uh, him and Olivia Munn are expecting a child. Interesting. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was really... So, <laughs> another yeah. sidebar. So, like, two years ago, or a year ago, so John Mulaney was having, like, Drug issues, uh, divorce, something like that. Yeah, and <laughs> Olivia Bunn said, tweeted out like, really, you know, praying for John or hope John's doing well, and uh, she said some type of words of encouragement. And then people have now looked back on it like, man, she was shooting her shot over a year ago. Like, <laughs> good for her. Like, can She's... we get some of that energy? So everyone started tweeting out that same tweet she did, but just replaced John Mulaney's name with whoever, with like, yeah, with whoever or whatever they want. In the uh, in the merchandising world, Chris, we call that buying low. This <laughs> is probably a horrible thing to say about somebody's life, but I love you, John Mulaney. Best intentions. So maybe uh, sometime he seems to be doing better. Good. It's it's weird. He was on Seth Meyers, and you know there was times he was on Seth Meyers, and he was seeming a little weird. Mm -hmm. Like he would be on there, and he would just be like talking, but really wouldn't be saying much. And uh, this last episode that he went on, (laughs) they were talking about his intervention. (laughs) I mean, it's not like, but you know, John Mulaney, of course, is like going to make someone like he was like. And I went to the intervention, and <laughs> and I completely was like, "Hey, hey, hey! You remember this? These two days? I wasn't drunk those days. <laughs> See, you don't know <laughs> me." <laughs> yeah. And then, like, you know who Fred Am- Armistad is, or Amistad is? No, that's top man. Uh, he's he's on SNL too. He's all he always plays like a. Uh, I can't think of. A, uh, he was, he's on this show called Portlandia. Um, uh, he was on SNL. I'm just he was on because it, it'll bug me and I won't know. He was on Brooklyn Nine Nine. He played that guy that was at their wedding playing like the violin. And then he was also like on the first episode. He took the picture from him, the suspect picture. Fred Ar- Armisen. Yeah, Armisen. Okay, yeah, I recognize him so, from Brooklyn Nine Nine. I think is yeah. my okay easiest. So, 
you know, they're all him and Seth Myers are like good friends with John Mullen, like really, really good friends. Like they were at the intervention. And every time Fred Armistan is doing Armistan is doing a bit, he's like he's always he's always like, I'm not doing a bit, I'm being serious. Like but he's not being serious. <laughs> and then John Mullen was like and Fred is like he keeps saying me like, I'm not doing a bit, John. I'm serious. And I just can't take him serious. <laughs> You cry wolf your whole life, man. It's gonna yeah. happen. <laughs> when a... when John Mulaney uh, comes through Kansas City at some point, I like Chris. There's already like four of us signed up. We're we're waiting. We check the website. Regular, oh, really? more regular. So when it happens, I'm just saying. Room oh, for well, one yeah, more I'm in the car. <laughs> I don't know when. If I have no idea if he's like fired his tour back up or anything, but there's yeah. like a small but oddly dedicated fan base that I happen to know. I'm glad you swatted at that because I thought he was in my house for a second. I was like, he just disappeared. It's because he's no longer on the screen. The audacity of this fly. I know. White fly is just coming in. Straight up rude. Doing my stuff. You know what? I'm going to flip this fly. Let's flick it. <laughs> Getting up close right, and personal. Stay, stay right there. <clears throat> God, show dumbass. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I turn into a different person when I kill flies. I think I got it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Anytime I like kill a fly, I'm like, that's what you get. You come to my house? Talking shit. I my favorite thing my favorite thing to do is if I happen to have a towel that like it'll be like a kitchen I towel. I even let me flick it. I got him within I know you're just right there. If uh if you happen to have like a kitchen towel and I'll see a fly, I'll be like, you know what? That kitchen towel needs washed anyway. And then I love trying to snap them. I love. Oh, what? To yeah. What I do is I actually, that's my third fly I killed today. Uh, I wet the tip of the kitchen towel. That way I got <sighs> weight on it. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. I love snapping them. And then it feels like I've, there's like less collateral damage that I'm causing too. Like if you swipe and you hit like, you know, vases and stuff, but if you got like a real good direct snap. Yeah. Minimal collateral damage. Mm. No broken windows ever. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know where I gets kidnapped? And uh, oh, uh, rescues so the she, other bison. She, she sends uh, a message via spirits. Boomy, Boomy gives a pretty good like kind of speech, but it's also kind of funny because he's like, "Remember when we toughed it out in the obstacle course, and we when we finished it?" And they're like, "But you never finished it." <laughs> and like, right, the nerdy guy is just like matter. you left. <laughs> uh, well, I'm not yeah. leaving now. It's anyway. It's, they it's all, fine. oh, uh, and then they all so they all go to rescue, uh, rescue them, and and the one guy who, who got his head shaved by Tenzin <laughs> uh, without his permission to a certain extent, like he felt. The net, so he has like stuff or primit or precog, and he's able to sense it and, and break the net. That was that was funny. He like matrixes uh, out of the way because of his bald head. Yeah, exactly. And later he tells him about it too. He's like, I could really feel it coming. Yeah, and then uh, Kai takes down the uh, the main kind of wrestler guy, and then like he beats the crap out of him. <laughs> like guy. Like, this is probably my favorite Kai episode. Oh, 
Okay. I mean, I mean, it's, it's, I don't. I'm interrupting. Uh, Go ahead. I mean, he's he's just like mad. He's like, you think you can kidnap these these bison? And he beats the crap out of them. And since it's like, ah, no, airbenders don't beat up on a defenseless person. But good form. So that, that's a that's a good little kind moment there. And Tenzin coming to to uh, to to agreement with each other. And then uh, and there's a good little moment with Tenzin and Janora. You know, Tenzin admits like Janora is like able to be a master, but he has to just think on the tattoo things. Which at this time, I didn't really think about it all that much. Uh, oh yeah, one day she'll get her tattoos. I didn't, you know, didn't know it'd be like the end of this season. Uh, foreshadow report. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> don't do that foreshadow report. Foreshadow. Don't Duh. steal their thunder, Chris. Yeah. I'm not gonna steal. I don't. I don't. That's one aspect I don't like about that podcast. That's a great podcast. I love the podcast. It is a really good podcast. I will. I will maintain (laughs) until I die that I would probably listen to Janet Varney talk about anything. She just has a voice. I'm just like, I want to keep listening to whatever she has to say. Yeah, we should listen to our other podcast, the JV Club. Um, It's it's mostly she's mostly interviews women. Uh, suffer in the summertime. She calls it the boys of summer, and that's the time that she interviews. That's adorable. Uh, men. Uh, I would probably. But yeah, she's 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 interviewed season. her. Oh, you should listen to her um, interview with Gray Delisle. Gray Delisle is freaking like just so fun to listen to, and uh, she does like does she do voices when she's. Being she interviewed? does a few voices. She does a voice of her grandmother, who's like Italian or something. That's a great voice. Um, she, uh, Jenny also has an episode with Mike and Brian. She has an episode with Dante Bosco. She has, she, I mean, she has hundreds and hundreds of, of podcasts. She's been doing it for like, she's been doing that specific podcast, the JV club for maybe like four years now or something like that. The past been two weeks of podcast two have been, it's been the waterbending scroll and the voice coach. Have been the past two, and they've yeah, both been. They've, they've been my two favorites that they've done, episode wise. Yeah. Been... I love Andrea Roman. Like that's I, I was just have always loved her since uh, really just realizing how just much the talent behind her hands. In. <laughs> yeah, like I was watching. If you know the show, The Boondocks, that was like the first DVD I ever bought. So I was watching the special features on it and oh, everything, really? and Andrea Romano was on there. And she was talking about how she brought in Regina King to do the voices of Riley and Huey. And I was like, oh, this is okay. And then I was watching something with Batman or Justice League. Oh, I was watching one of the Justice League, um, one of the animated movies, the special features on there. She was on there too. I was like, holy crap, she's on that and this? And then I Google her and like, oh, she's a legend. Like, And I've been kind of a fan of hers since. Like, that's, that's a big nerd to be like, oh, I would really love to meet a voice acting director of this animated show. That would be uh, pretty incredible. And anyone who's listening to this podcast would be impressed by the amount of stuff that she has her hands in. Yeah. No, she is. She's retired now, but she is like a, a legit legend. I was hoping they would like talk about like the difference. Her, I, I was hoping they would ask her the difference between directing Dante and Janet. Like, how just how sounds it, like it a trap question? Yeah. Oh, it just definitely is. Yeah, I just thought it'd be funny. <laughs> I thought it'd be funny, but at somebody else's expense, so that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, anyway, that's kind of the episode. 
they they get rescued. Yeah. Tenzin shows up and he's proud and and what has it? Uh, does it just end with a nice conversation between Tenzin and Janor? Is that the end? That is the end. Oh, and then the uh, oh, I know it ends. The bison, the little baby bison, start to fly. Oh yeah, that's yeah. really cute. The yeah, cute baby bison. And then he just says, like, seems like everyone's growing up, and that's how the episode ends. Yeah. Let's do some ratings. All right, ratings. So, yeah, up and down with this episode. It's interesting. Friday Visual gave it an eight. Why did I? Oh, I really like the fight. That's what it was. Just seeing the airbenders come together and fight. You kind of clearly see the distinction between the kid, air nomads, like Tenzin's kids, and how, like, they're so much better at it, but and so they're kind of like air scooting them to certain areas and having them. Milo is a martial artist. Yeah. Oh, we've got to mention Milo's statement of like when he takes over after Janora leaves, and uh, he's like, "Look to your left. Look to your right. One of these people will not live <laughs> to see tomorrow or something like that." Yeah, it's pretty adorable. Slash yeah. dangerous. And then, like, you just see the joy on his face when he's, like, shooting those, like, those melons at them. He's not Aang, that's for sure. No, he's not Aang. Uh, oh, that was one thing I wanted to mention with the Kai. Like, Aang would have been more pissed off than Kai. <laughs> if, like, Aang once killed a buzzard wasp. A defenseless buzzard wasp. An innocent, no, nah, it wasn't innocent. No. Um, I mean, yeah, that's just nature. Are any know? buzzard wasps innocent? Chris, I like, heard a fun fact the other day where there's certain, I don't know if it's wasps, but there's certain like things that sting you. I don't remember which ones, but they sting you. They secrete something, some kind of hormone or whatever, whatever it is, but that attracts other wasps or other things, whatever that thing is. So oh it's my like gosh. they spend their dying minutes making sure that they can just... Tagging me? Not only attacking you, and then making sure that all of his friends can find you, usually for no reason. Oh, yeah. I, that's yeah. like that's a crazy. That's more than a suicide mission. That's wild. <laughs> so you know what? Are any buzzard wasps really innocent? Probably, not. probably, but I don't uh, know. but Ang would have been way more pissed off than Guy. Like Ang would have went to the Avatar <laughs> State. Like when, like, like these people kidnapped. Children. All these bison and children. And like when someone just, when Aang just heard somebody muzzled Appa, you muzzled Appa? <laughs> like, <laughs> Aang would have made <laughs> Kai look like just so tame in comparison. But I want to see him share those with, with Tenzin, or he's just trying to project. If I had to guess, Aang probably projects himself as being more perfect than he actually was to Tenzin. Because Tenzin, I feel like Tenzin tends to idolize him to a extent where he didn't really see the faults in Aang, even as a as a parental figure. figure. I'm going to say, um, like, lies of omission, right? He probably yeah, didn't yeah. put it like an extra don't... pedestal. He just didn't share those parts. And, and, not, and not in, like, some nefarious way, but more in the, like, mm-hmm. I just need to tell him that, like... I don't. I don't want to influence him in a bad way, so I'll just tell him the you know the good yeah. things. Like I don't want to tell him about my shortcomings because you know he might I think that that's okay. The good things. Yeah, 
But <laughs> but if you told Tenzin like, oh yeah, one time, one time I killed, killed a buzzer, buzzer wasp. wasp. For fun. Yeah, one and time I... Alistar State took me over, and I'm pretty sure I killed a whole fleet of ships with people on it. But that's not my fault. One time was... Toph saved all of our lives from being buried alive, <laughs> and then I ripped her ass. <laughs> yeah. Because she's blind. I ripped her ass because she's blind also. He doesn't sure. tell those stories. No, I don't want to tell those stories. <laughs> uh... <laughs> But, uh, you know, yeah. Oh, story, seven and a half. So I almost gave this a, my initial thought when I was start, first started watching the episode was like, you know, maybe six and a half um, or seven. But then I rem- just remember all the good boomy stuff and how much stuff really informed that character. And then the stuff with Janora and Tenzin, I think some really good, sweet father-daughter stuff. Um, but man, I really do hate the, ten- like, to me, it just seemed out of character that Tenzin went, that far so I, I don't think that aspect is is good writing like sure he and you might be like sure he's, he's desperate and stuff he's doing whatever he can but that just seemed too out of character too far yeah that's and, too you know, strong talk, that's too yeah. strong and i talked today or tweeted out today about like just because a character does something that you don't agree with or don't like doesn't mean it's bad writing sometimes it could be good writing Actually, but I don't think this is one of those cases. Yeah, we were just talking about Nate from Ted Lasso, I think, is when that came yeah. up. Like, yeah. you know, the characters that you're supposed to hate or supposed to get mad at or whatever. It's it's a fine line. I'll say that much. It is a fine line. It yeah. really is. Yeah. Uh, memorable, a seven and a half. Um, what? Uh, there was a couple of different things. But, you know, it was a start. Anyway, that puts it out to what a seven point seven, yeah, seven point seven out of ten. Uh, Audio visual similar, like the fight and everything. Um, I don't know, nothing really stood out except for the fight, though. That's it. Story. Yeah. I, this is my least favorite kind of episode because you have mm, to see so much it. bad from so many characters. Like you get the worst kind of Tenzin for a little bit. You get the worst kind mm-hmm. of Boomy, the worst kind of Janora. Kai is a little shit for a good chunk of it like it just there's too much bad for too many characters and then some of it is maybe a smidge overdone it just came in it's just not my favorite kind of episode um also it's not super consequential you might get a little character informant but i i don't know it's not it's not super consequential yeah the only thing here that would be consequential is the discussion about airbending tattoos yep um, and that the the bonding and that then the literal discussion uh, yeah. But, like, even Boomy, you know, he, we could have still probably enjoyed Boomy just as much at the end of the series without this episode. Like, we already, maybe not quite as much, but close. Um, And then Memorable, I told you today or yesterday, like, when I watched this episode as the next episode, I literally forgot it existed. <laughs> and I kind of forgot what happened. Uh, and it sort of started coming back to me, even though I've watched these at this point. I've watched these, like, <laughs> a month ago also and then rewatched them today it's like i still yeah. forgot it and it just it's just from a place of consequence but for what it's worth hey remember six and a half that's not all that bad it just i don't know it's not my kind of episode 6.8 yeah i get it uh 7.2 uh it's gonna finish a little low when we go through and go to the end it'll be pretty low on there but it's not bad just not my style um 
you can almost skip it. I don't know that you should. I wouldn't recommend skipping it, but you could almost skip it. I I wouldn't skip it. I thought I would skip it to first, but my rewatch today, I think, confirmed that I would not. Got a little more out of it. That's good. That's good. I think I did, yeah. At least it has a very satisfying ending. Maybe that deserves some extra credit. Like, there's a lot of uh, little things that get patched up in a very gratifying way. Yeah, yeah, I meant to say that. I think the first half really suffers. It's tough to watch, yeah. But whatever. You only got to watch it once on your way through, so that's good. (laughs) And next episode gets big. Things are ramping up real fast. Chris, when I watched uh, this episode and the next episode, and then I just finished the season because it just kept going. <laughs> and I, yeah. I, I started it on my lunch hour and three hours later, <laughs> no, uh, two hours later, it was finally wrapping up behind me. I swear I went back to work and was working. But anyway, it gets gets real crazy and real good from here on out, so... Looking forward to it. Chris, looking forward to chatting you about that next episode next time, in which I will still be wearing this collared shirt because we're going to record back-to-back. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Avatar The Last Podcasters. We appreciate it. We'll put all the contacty stuff down in the description. My name is Sean. That's my friend Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek, who someday will make more YouTube videos. Again, <laughs> it will happen. Keep your fingers crossed. Well, we came up with a good one last week. It was... If something had happened in Republic City instead of Bossing Say, it was like a what yeah. if. He's got ideas. He doesn't need my help. Anyway, I have plenty of ideas. But just no time because children and life and stuff. But anyway, Chris, thanks a ton. Thank you all for listening. And we will see you next time. <laughs>